and we're back. Welcome back to Hurt Business Radio. It's been a while, we've been on lockdown, but we're back. And I'm the other guy, and I'm joined by BD. Ben Damon, how's your lockdown been? Hey, Mickey. Um, yeah, good to be chatting with you and to Jade as well, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I'm healthy, so that's the most important thing. Um, like most of us, working pretty hard to stay okay mentally. It's been a pretty weird time, that's for sure. Um, some pretty disappointing facial hair, uh, some pretty average baking, um, pitching a lot of uh, boxing behind closed doors sites, sorts of things, uh, which haven't got anywhere just yet. And uh, now just sort of waiting for the world to switch back on. It's been um, a really strange old time, mate. Yeah, Jade, how's your lockdown been? Um, it's been oh, – look, mate, I'm just lucky that I've had a trade to fall back on. I've, I've gone back to concreting and um, I've been really busy, mate. So after Zilly punched the fuck out of me, I went back to work. <laughs> And uh, I've been earning a dollar, which is great. And um, yeah, I just but I just look forward to um, to getting back into it. I've just I've just started training with Lennifer again, um, and he's doing really great. Um, he's two thirds. Yeah, Jay, that's what I wanted to ask off the top. Yeah. Um, how's Lennifer going, mate? mate? He's he's going really well. Um, he's two thirds of the way through his um, radiation, and he's having that five to six times a week, and. Um, Mate, he's absolutely killing it. Like it, it's, they're pretty advanced now with um, targeted targeted radiation and prostate cancer is such a common thing in in men. I think eighty percent of us get it, um, even if you're undiagnosed. But anyway, he's doing really good, mate. He's he's barely missed a beat. Um, and now that we're training together again, like he's had that little break, and I thought he might have been a bit slow off the bat, but um, he hasn't missed a beat. He's he's really really good. So. I'm confident that um, it's all going really well, and so is Dad. So um, fingers, yeah, that's fingers great. Crossed. It would have been an even more complex process for him, would it? Given uh, coronavirus and everything, he would have had to be in a pretty hardcore lockdown, I'd imagine, given he was going through radiation. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, didn't want to take any risks at all. Like Lennifer's 71 now, and um, yeah, the old boy's just been locked up there at home, and then he's just started training with me. And I've got to give a shout out to Everlast Australia, mate. They've um, and Irwin Builders. They've built me a gym in my backyard, and um, hopefully the ring will be here in the next few weeks. But um, they've set me up with all my heavy bags, floor to sit, like just the whole the whole setup. So Dad's just been coming from home to um, to my gym, and that's that's the only travelling that um, Dad's been doing outside of his radiation. So. Probably got about a, a month, a month, uh, I think a month of treatment to go, and then I don't know. Fingers crossed, he's he's in remission. Then we'll we'll um, time will tell. But yeah, so far so good, Ben. So Lennifer's um, yeah, that's great. great, and um, just really enjoying my time training with the old boy, and can't wait to um, get back into it full time with him again. Once uh, once we get some. Yeah. What about you, Mickey? What have you been doing, Mickey? Uh, nothing much. Work kind of dried out for me a little bit, but I kept busy by just doing lots of cooking, uh, you know, brushing up on some, some skills and just more cooking, really. Yep. Nunchuck skills? Yeah, nunchuck, bit of kung fu. Um, nah, but definitely yeah. a lot of cooking cool. has been pretty much the main, yeah, the main thing I've been doing. Have you chucked on a couple of kilos during this period? You know what? I, th- I, I thought I would, but I've actually been... Yeah, maintaining, maybe even losing a bit. So, I, 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 oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've been trying to make more of an effort to walk, finding new walking trails around my area, and yeah, yeah. I guess that's been balancing out all the additional cooking that I've been, yeah, shoveling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, a, what about you, Jade? How have you gone? Well, because you do blow out, you would be the first to admit between fights. What about with um being a full time worker this time? How's that well, impacted? We're gonna change my name to Elf Fatador. Now, nah. <laughs> no, no. I um, I I've actually been I've kept myself relatively fit because I know inevitably boxing is going to come back and the position I'm in now, like I have to, I can't allow myself to blow out because I'm only one fight away from world title contention. I think I dropped to number nineteen in the world, so um, I'm just lucky that I'm in the position. One more decent win, I'm I'm right back where where I was. So. Can't let myself get out of shape, and it was just, things were just looking so good with national boxing series and everything. And I, I uh, haven't allowed myself to um, get too far off the rails, so I don't have that big mountain to climb 
when we finally do get a date. So um, no, I've kept myself in have, relatively good have shape. You th- okay, but you haven't thought about doing the uh, Luke Jackson challenge that he's been doing, he did last week? No, I've got to earn a dollar, mate. I can't be going for a jog every five hours. So, and- <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what he did, though? Did you see what he did? Just kind of 120 Ks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 120Ks in three days. Oh, well, look, if I didn't have to work so much, easy, easy work, mate. It's not that big a deal, is it? Nah, in all seriousness, <laughs> oh. shout out to Jacko, mate. What an animal. Like, that's that's impressive. So, yeah. What were those numbers impressive. in the 5.5? Five, five, it's the 5.575 five, challenge, and they're all in miles. So, five miles every five hours for 75 hours. But, like, and, why, we're on the metric system. Why why miles and not kilometers? Because it was started by, um, what's his name, yeah. Goggins. Because it was started by Yank. David Goggins. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. Who's an absolute gotcha. nutcase. Yeah, but anyway... That, so he did the other version the first time, and then he upped it to his own challenge of five five seventy five, which means that you run one hundred and twenty k's in three days. Um, so he did more 40 than k's a day. The, the original challenge, yeah, just That's it's ridiculous. And you're watching you're watching yeah. him do it too, because yeah, Jacko does a bit of running, but he's not an ultra marathon runner or anything. So for him just to make his mind up without yeah. without without slowly, he did all right. He did Goggins' first challenge. But just to just to do that when you he's a boxer he's not a marathon runner like that's yeah and he didn't try and change his body shape or anything he just went into it he just did it and you could see there's a really good piece of content that Sporting News Australia made around it Bred and Bradford um, followed Luke through a, a fair bit of the challenge and you can watch it on their socials um, and and it's really good because you get to see Jacko sort of in the struggle as he goes along and his body's starting to shut down towards the end and those of us who know um, Jacko you could see his personality come through as he's really having to dig deep Head and um, he, he's he's Flatmate, uh, I think his flatmate's name's Josh, who uh, has a military background, and he gutses it out with him as well. And there's a bunch of others at the end. It's 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 really compelling, and he he did such a fantastic job to get through it. Um, yeah, a, a, a really like a bizarre challenge to set yourself, but um, a, a very very impressive one. Yeah, could this be a, a career trajectory for him? Is this something he could pursue in terms of competition? Given that he's been able to well, get a good result. I, I don't know. Is like, I, you'd have to think that if he wanted to set his mind to doing any sort of uh, endurance sport, that he would um, find himself amongst the elite. But um, yeah, he spent a lot of time becoming a, a world class boxer. So yeah, uh, I can't see him switching full time. But what it does show is um, the strength that he has, uh, and yeah, the, the the mental strength for someone who has um, documented his own struggles with mental health. Uh, mental illness uh, throughout his life, uh, he is an incredibly strong person. And, and um, yeah, he, his body was shutting down. His knee was gone. He had hammy troubles and he just kept on going and, and he got an it animal. done. Just imagine the chafing. Uh, <laughs> What's that? I'd imagine if you ran 120 Ks, Mickey, you'd, you'd chafing a bit of fucking right up there on your <laughs> list of worries. But I, don't think, I don't think Jacko chafing wouldn't have worried him too much, mate. He's, Probably, probably run no. about a five percent body fat. You know, I'm asking that fat. personally. Hey, you might, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. It might, might have been an issue that was killing him the whole way. Well, in the Sporting News Australia piece, his flatmate did chafe pretty early on, but just kept going because okay. uh, he was clearly an animal. Yeah. Um, but Jacko didn't complain about that. He had a few other issues, that's for sure. But um, chafing wasn't uh, wasn't high on them. <laughs> okay, that's well, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a slightly different uh, body structure to to hey. us, Mickey. Well, you can say me. No, me. well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, incredibly impressive. So go and have a look at it if you haven't already. And uh, shout out to Jacko. Uh, yeah, inspirational stuff. And shout out to Sporting News Australia. They've been doing some really good content lately. Yeah, yeah um, they really have. They've, they've been doing some good content for quite a while too. Um, Brendan Bradford, I mentioned a moment ago, does some really good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a yeah. he's a big boxing man and has followed all the all the um, big shows he's, recently. So yeah, the more the merrier in the Australian boxing yeah. landscape, that's for sure. Brendan's a nice guy and pretty knowledgeable yeah. about the sport too. I um I did a little bit of work with him in the lead up to the last National Boxing Series. Good dude. Hope I get to work with him again. 
He said no uh, to you in future. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah, you must have a memo. <laughs> Makes sense. Keep pitching Makes up. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brendan wrote a piece the other day, actually, um, on I did a podcast with Jeff. Did you see Jeff Fenix launched his podcast? Um, so he's doing a podcast now called Standing Eight, um, which yeah. I'm on. Um, and we did an episode, we did a launch episode. Then the second episode was with shock jock Kyle Sanderlands. Um, so that was bizarre. Uh, well, no, okay. but it, it was interesting because we sort of interviewed him and chatted with him. And he's a, you know, he's a huge character and a big name in Australia. Yeah. And, you know, probably not my sort of the bloke, but, um, but he's, he's Phoenix, good mate. Um, and he's, he's nice enough. And <laughs> it turned out that he'd been, He'd been in Victor Chinian's corner um, for one of his world title fights because uh, Fennec put him in the corner. Really? So Brendan wrote a piece on that out of the podcast, which was, yeah, really fascinating. So we got to talk to him about what that was like for a non-boxing person essentially coming into the corner in um, a major what fight like that um, and, and that experience. Um, we did figure that out, but I can't remember. It wasn't one of the ones that would spring immediately to your mind. But, yeah, he was in the corner working with Jeff um, while – Vic was uh, defending a world title. I was going to say, like, if it was Christian Mahares or oh. something like that, I was, you would you, no. you, I'd remember that for sure. But, um, no, I, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that's a bizarre little sideline. very bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of bizarre, the coronavirus has, you know, forced a lot of countries into lockdown. But two fellas from... Queensland, northern New uh, South Wales, twins, uh, Kingscliff. In... Yeah, the far north coast of New South Wales at Kingscliff, beautiful uh, part of the world. Close Mickey. enough. To... Anyway, I'm not good with my geography, but they're at the top ranked gym. Uh, flew over there. I think Tony Tolge is over there with them as well. Obviously, they've got something cooking. Uh, any idea what that is, Ben? Or any? What have you heard? What are you, What are the streets saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that, this is incredible that they um, they got over there. The entire world is on lockdown, um, and there's not many flights going from Australia to anywhere at the moment. Um, but they managed to get all this sorted. Um, top rank suggested they get over there. They um, Got it all sorted via um, immigration lawyers and Tony Tolge um, pushed the case and they got their way over to Vegas and now they're um, bunkered down in a house just off the strip and training uh, at the top rank gym, um, which is on the strip and getting ready to get involved in the fight series, which is coming up in June and July, which top rank are talking about. They haven't released all the details, but we do know that the first of the um, events is going to be on June the 9th. Um, Shakur Stevenson house? probably. No, it's not going to be at his house. Um, it's going to be, they think, in a ballroom or one of the other sort of bigger rooms through the MGM complex because um, Vegas is shut down. So everything's available and obviously there'll be no crowds. Um, but mm. as you well know, Mickey, from our um, time in Vegas, uh, the MGM is a sprawling resort. There's a lot yeah. of areas within it. So they're going to set up um, some shows and they want to just churn out shows as well. They're, they're talking about doing several shows a week for, for June and July. So the Maloney's have got themselves over there. And um, yeah, they said as soon as they got there, we're ready to go. So they don't want to wait around. Um, yeah, they've done a remarkable thing to get to the other side of the world firstly, but to to be ready to fight. Um, yeah, it's it, it's really exciting the position they've given themselves. Testament to what true professionals those two boys are. Like just to to be fight ready. You've got champion of the world. He's ready to go twelve rounds like now. Um, and Jason, yeah. Jason. Jason's looking at, at possibly fighting the um, WBO world champion because uh, if if Inui can't get over, that was yep. the original fight that was meant to happen and Greer, Greer versus yeah. Jason was meant to be the undercard, but now he's looking at, yes. at, a, at a world title fight. And that just that's just the reward for how how dedicated they are to the craft. I know, like I, I still speak to the boys um, most weeks and um, they're doing a little bit of laboring and stuff like that and they um, they gave it the flick um, just to concentrate on on training and with not even knowing yeah. what was going what was going to happen and all of a sudden somehow super manager Tony Tolge pulls this one off and gets the boys over there to Vegas and um, top rank they've said they're the only fighters in the world who are ready to go and they've come all the way from Australia like it's 
Yeah. It's a pretty amazing feat. And just, yeah. Just it is. Know. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned, uh, yeah, so I, I did, a, I'm not just going to spend this whole podcast plugging other podcasts um, that I'm on, but I did do a <laughs> podcast with the boys <laughs> the other day. So you can listen to the main event boxing podcast where I had Andrew and Jason on when that arrived in Vegas to talk about how it all happened yeah. and the plan and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, Jason, uh, as you mentioned, he was meant to be fighting Joshua Greer. That was on the uh, Anui Casemiro undercard, which of course was... Um, was called off. So Casemiro has the WBO version of the world title. So Jason potentially could fight him first. Um, but he said on that podcast that his preference is to fight Joshua Greer because there's been a fair bit of talk back and forth. He's been preparing yeah. himself physically and mentally for that particular fight. So that's the fight that he says that he wants regardless. Andrew, he was meant to be fighting Israel Gonzalez, um, but there's obviously there's problems in Mexico. So you can get from Kingscliff to um, Vegas, but you can't get from Mexico to Vegas at the moment. So Israel Gonzalez is um, is out for now. There's a few other names, um, but we discussed that he would love to fight Chocolatito, um, who's in Nicaragua. So it's difficult for him to fly, but they were doing boxing in Nicaragua a few weeks ago. So maybe there's something that could be done there. Otherwise, yeah, there's other names for, for Andrew, but they're looking at having probably two fights each during this time, uh, potentially more. And Andrew being a world champion, um, that's the reason they could get over there because he had that world title belt. Uh, it helped with the immigration process. If you don't have a world title, it sounds like it would be very difficult to um, make the flight and, and, and get uh, approval to, to make that trip. So the others uh, who might be affiliated with international promoters here in Australia, they probably... Um, won't have such an easy path given that Andrew Maloney um, had that world title and it was so important mm. in the process. Unreal. First few cards back for boxing, you'd think it would have a lot of eyes on oh, it. So, so it's many. pretty awesome exposure from like you mentioned that Nicar- Nicaragua card, which in normal times we haven't yeah. got a second look, but every every man and his dog seemed to be like tuning into it. So yeah, yeah. it was pretty good too. I quite yeah. enjoyed the fights. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, what, I, what I saw I just, of it, yeah. it was, yeah, it was great. Tell me what what's bigger in Australian sport right now than our only world champion having travel been able to travel to Vegas and might be fighting in um, these top ranked shows like it's huge huge exposure for the boys and hopefully um, hopefully this gets a lot of eyes on them who who aren't normally watching boxing because there is no sport at the moment and as far as the level that those boys fight at like it's absolutely huge so hopefully. Hopefully the Australian public really gets to know the Maloney's um, in these next couple of months once Top Rank has their dates and everything sorted because they they deserve they deserve the recognition they are they're special and yeah I just um, I can't talk the boys up enough so fingers crossed the uh, Australian public gets right behind them. Yeah, um, they've been getting some good coverage since they arrived. Um, that's for sure. Some some really good mainstream coverage, and hopefully the fights end up being uh, broadcast uh, here in Australia. Obviously, and yeah, there's every chance that they uh, really accelerate in terms of their public profiles because um, there'll be no other boxing uh, happening from this part of the world around that time. Uh, it, it would appear there's been a, a lot of um, proposals put forward, a lot of ideas to get us going um, before others or at the same time at least, but um, most of those uh, haven't gone too far as yet, unfortunately. So, yeah, the Maloney's have got out of here, got over there, and they're going to be fighting when no one else is. So, um, yeah, credit to them for, for taking that initiative and for being ready to fight as well. So um, they get the chance not only to become uh, much bigger stars in terms of the uh, global boxing stage, but certainly to uh, attempt to make some headway into becoming mainstream stars here in Australia as well, because that is so important. Mm. Young family, mate, both, both boys, young families at home too. So um, like it just, if, if everything works out right, they're going to, um, it'll be well worth their, well worth the uh, the risk and, and the time away from the family. Cause I believe they're going to be there for at least eight to 10 weeks. So that would I, I can I've, I've got my first child now I can imagine how much they'd be killing the boys I know how much they both love being fathers so yeah just my um I, my support's wholeheartedly behind them and I just hope hope it all works out it all pays off and um they really kick on from here. Hopefully it does. Uh, moving on to the trans Tasman scene, uh yeah Joseph Parker's looking at a couple of Aussies. 
as options for opponent. It was initially Lucas Brown, but now it's looking at like it might be Dempsey McKean. Uh, what do you guys think? Who would you rather see um, fight? Well, yes, Joseph Parker most likely will be fighting Lucas Brown. That fight's pretty much done. Um, that's the one that uh, Juco in New Zealand were most interested in um, from the outset. And um, the issue, the holdup has been that Lucas Brown had that contract in place to fight in um, Las Vegas against uh, originally Otto Verlin and then Apti Dabtoyev. Uh, those fights obviously um, postponed now, uh, not officially cancelled, but postponed. So he still has that contract in place and the issue has been uh, getting out of that contract. That's not a top-ranked show. That's a PBC show. So they haven't announced any plans to go again. So Lucas has said, no, all right, I want to take the fight in New Zealand. Um, so they've been looking um, to get all that sorted and contracts have been analysed. And, um, yeah, there's there's been a, a fair bit of to and fro, but um, it's Lucas Brown that they want to fight. Dempsey McKean uh, would be a great option. And Dempsey, an undefeated fighter, yeah. world-ranked as well, but um, probably doesn't have the name just yet and, and doesn't provide the sort of um, marketability that they're looking for in New Zealand with two former world champions in Joseph Parker and Lucas Brown. So I'm sure big fights will come for Dempsey McKean. And if this fight doesn't get over the line, if, if Lucas Brown's... Um, contract can't be sorted and it does look increasingly like it will be sorted then Dempsey McKean is the next cab off the rank so um, yeah that seems to be where that is at and that fight to take place in New Zealand in a boutique sort of a venue somewhere with a very small crowd most likely uh, sometime in August yeah awesome well that's yeah it'll be so cool to see Dempsey get his big fight um, but yeah, it'll it, it will happen. He's he's world rated, and Angelo De Carlo's been doing an amazing job with all of his fighters up there. He's got a few boys, um, got a few boys going up there now, and he's got Jacob Ng uh, in the world ratings as well. Like I myself personally, I'd love to see Dempsey get his shot, but yeah, I totally understand that the um, Big Daddy still has the the namesake and former world champion v former world champion makes sense. But hopefully, hopefully Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned Angelo De Carlo. But with having him um, behind him, Dempsey's in a great position because Angelo is so selfless with his fighters. He'll bring big fights out to Australia. He'll he'll continue to build him up and he'll get him that big fight because he's so committed to his fighters, um, Angelo. So Dempsey's in a great spot regardless. And um, if he could snag this fight um, with, with Lucas Brown not being able to take it, then um, that'd be great for him. But uh, regardless, he's got some really big things ahead. Um, they're looking at uh, that card being an entirely Australian-New yep. Zealand um, card as well. So um, trying to put together um, some really good trans-Tasman fights and there's some really good ones that can be made um, with some, some big names. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the way they're looking yeah. uh, towards cool, that cool. one. McKean should try and target the WBA title the um against Manuel Char because that's like pretty winnable fight and you know be Lucas Brown's old title so if he ever wants to give him a fight that could be an option too down the line I don't know what do you think about that what, what was that sorry mate you what Dempsey McKean um like he he could go down the WBA route and try and get Lucas's old belt. You know, if he's not going to get the um, Parker fighter, that's something you can kind of work, work, work towards the next, I don't know, 12 months. I believe he's rated with the WBO and the IBF, Dempsey. So, yeah, but be some work ratings, to do that. Yeah, it's hard to get rated. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, that could be something. Or... Oh, hey, that's idea, great. Mickey. So, Angelo, um, <laughs> Mickey thinks that you should get... The voice of the North. Uh, Dempsey McKean ranked in the WBA and, and aim yeah. towards the uh, the regular title held by Char. Good for thought. Yeah. Maybe. Not a bad move. Yeah. Maybe you could um, forward Mickey's number on to Angelo and he can. Um, I'm just texting it through now. Um, so, yeah, excellent. Angelo will be in touch. He wants to have a Zoom conference. Uh, a bit later on to go through some details. He, he wouldn't mind some thoughts on all these other fighters as well if you could put them together. Yeah, all right. I'll um I'll put together a list. Thank once, you. Once once stuff is back to normal, I um I definitely want to get up to one of Angie's shows. They look they look so good. Um, yeah, they are each... good shows. Yeah, they oh, get a they get like... a big crowd and um there's a good atmosphere. Liam Paro and um Dempsey of course and Jacob Ng with his flamingo costume. How, um, how they are good not, shows. How... How could I not have mentioned? I mentioned Jacob. I didn't even mention Paro. Like Paro, 
Paro's as good as we've got right now. So yeah, it's um yeah they've been unbelievable shows. I can't wait to get up to one of Ace Boxing shows. Well, I can't wait to get back to anyone's shows at this point, to be perfectly honest. Um, it'd be great to uh, get some boxing rolling pretty soon because it's been, uh, it's been way too long. And you know that the last televised boxing that we had domestically uh, in Australia was Jade Mitchell against Isfan Zilli. Yeah. That's, wouldn't that be great yeah. if the last ever MBS was me getting the fuck beaten out of me by Zilli? That's that's absolute sarcasm there. I was ripped off, I tell you. <laughs> he was. He I've was. But at least it. we saw I've watched it so many times. Like what the fuck? Oh, have you? I just cannot a couple of times, yeah. I can't yeah, I, yeah, yeah. it's such a bitter pill to swallow, but it's uh certainly made me address a few things, that's for sure. So I'm foaming at the mouth, like I'm itching to get back. I just want to get back <laughs> in there so bad. I can't I can't let that be can't let that define me. I um have tried to watch it. Yeah, I've tried to watch it a few times, but I I just get to Liam Wilson knocking that dude out with that immaculate left hook, and then turn it off and don't get the yeah, how about rest Liam of the Wilson? 10 rounds. What the hell, man? I mean, as soon as as soon as he chinned, as soon as he chinned him, he comes back in, and like because <laughs> I was I was feeling like absolute dog shit because of how how much I struggled to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, thanks a lot, man. How the fuck am I meant to follow that? He just laughed. He's man. He's he's something special, that kid. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I just that was crazy. Was just just thought I could uh, turn it on, but uh, it just didn't happen until the last. Yeah. Minute. Anyway, you'll be back. You'll be back, mate. I will bigger and better. I'm certainly bigger right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm in good shape. Yeah. Mate, I saw. Um, I saw. Uh, here's a segue for you. I saw um, Hogan's um, moving from uh, Rushton. He's going to be stateside with uh, fellow Irishman Wayne McCulloch. Yeah, when he yeah, big um, big news with Dennis Hogan um, should be a world champion, uh, former two-time world title challenger, um, deciding to part ways with Glenn Rushton, uh, Wayne McCulloch is going to take over the training. So um, Dennis will still be based in Queensland Brisbane, and then go yeah. over for um, for fight camps. So, yeah, I wonder how long he'll spend over there with McCulloch, whether he'll get like 12, eight weeks, what the plan is there. And if yeah, he, you he still, still do any work, the two. will he still do any work out of Stretton while he's here in Australia or, or um, he's obviously going to do some work here in Australia. You can't. Yeah, well, he'd have to. I, I don't. I, oh, I don't think so, but I didn't. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I know this has been in the works for a little while, but um, yeah, they've they've um, pushed the button and they're keen to get moving as soon as they can um, with him. But uh, you'd imagine he'd still want to, you know, spar horn and I would hope, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, and knowing Dennis, he, he would have kept a good relationship with everyone. He's such a good bloke. There's no way he's gone in, yeah. you know, marching in and this is the this or that's that. He's just done what he thinks is best for him at this time. And and given he wants to target big fights in the US, he wants to have uh, his uh, the final stages of his based, training yeah. based in the US. He doesn't want to have, um, you know, the any issues around um, when his train is available with big fights coming up. And if he wants to be in the US and, and say, Jeff Horn has big fights in Australia, he doesn't want to have to split the time with his trainer and, and, and that sort of thing. So he's just doing what he he's thinks is best at this time. He's great success. He should have been a world champion with the Jaime Munguia fight. Um, but he's had two two shots at the big time, at the big stage now. And sometimes change is, is as good as a holiday. Um, so I, I think it's a great, great move. And I would imagine that it's all amicable because um, Glenn Rushton too, he's he's a lovely bloke. Um, so we're both good guys and wish him all the best. Um, maybe we'll see how I go um, with Lenifer. If I I might still sack him, I don't know. We'll, we'll just wait and see what happens. Maybe I mm. see if Glenn can help look after me once I sack Dad. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, he's certainly. Um, make the move that won't be amicable, but but I'll um I'll really sink the boots into Dad when I leave him. So um yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the best way to do it. Really messy. Yeah, amicable, 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 amicable. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I just reckon I just light Lennifer yes. up when it's time to. I'm giving the ass. But whatever, if that's the um, way Dennis. We wants mentioned to do it, Dennis. It's fine. We mentioned Dennis Hogan there, and we mentioned Liam Wilson as well. Um, and we had talked about Luke Jackson's running challenger. There was another 
uh, running uh, challenge during this lockdown period that happened last week or the week before. Um, you folks should know who Steve Scanlon is. Uh, was uh, one of the major sponsors for Jeff Horn and, and Tim Zhu and, and Hogan and various others and um, Wilson. Um, he was doing a running challenge to raise money for, um, for Jared Fletcher's daughter. I don't know if you saw any of this, and there's a bunch of gloves that were signed, but they also did the um, – I think they did the original version that Jacko did the first time. Um, they did that running challenge to raise money for Jared Fletcher's uh, daughter, and a lot of those blokes got involved. So that seems to be how a lot of people are spending their time, raising money for, um, for yeah. good causes um, or concreting. Or concreting, yeah. Maybe I could do a um, a beer drinking challenge after after I get my concrete in um, and yep. raise some raise some money. Four four twenty four. Four four twenty four. What's that? Four stubbies every four. <laughs> nah, that's not a, that's not much of a challenge, nah. is it? Every, yeah. What could we four make? forty minutes. Uh, Twelve. Four every um, four minutes. Anyway. For six. <laughs> Hang on. Four. Every, I don't know. Something like that. Concreter. We'll let you work on that. That'll, that can be your homework. You'll come back. Isn't much come back with that. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> you are you mentioned Tim Zoo there, Ben. Yes. Um, obviously, before this corona craziness happened, we had a, a date locked in just a week before the lockdowns happened with uh, Jeff Horn and Tim Zoo. I was really looking yeah. forward to that. Mm. And just about to buy my tickets to Townsville. Yep. And then everything went to the shit. So where's yeah. that now? Oh. Any news? So April 22 was the date. And you're right. It was the day that we were in Townsville announcing that fight that everything started to go wrong. So that was um, yeah. the last domestic flight for a lot of people. And it was sort of just when things were really kicking off and it, it felt like um, coronavirus was sort of getting the better of um, the authorities. And and then, um, yeah, obviously it, it didn't take long. The next week it was postponed. Um, so, yeah, the situation um, now is that Tim Zhu and his team are adamant they want to get this fight done as soon as possible. They're really um, aggressive in their stance of um, – it looks of, like he's kept himself in great shape. Yeah, yeah, of surging ahead towards a, a new date. Um, and Jeff Horn, knowing him, he'll do whatever. He's good to go. Um, so he's been uh, training leave- hard as well. Sorry, mate. Where does that leave the venue, though? Like, will it so, be? So the situation is that they'll have a meeting in two weeks from now. Um, this would be Matt Rose and um, Dean Lonigan, uh, and they'll get through all the uh, major points on on where things are at and where things are looking to be at in consultation with uh, the Queensland government. Uh, originally, the fight was going to be supported by the Queensland government and uh, by their tourism department and to take place in Townsville. Um, now, they'll look at what their options might be. So they might get a situation where at the time when they have that meeting, there'll be a forecast to say that in August or September, there'll be X amount of people allowed at outside um, sporting events, maybe that number's 500, uh, you know, they, we, we don't know where things are going to be at, but they'll have those conversations and then they'll figure out a plan and they'll work towards that plan. So um, this fight will happen uh, this year. That is, the, 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 that is what they're working towards, both um, sides. Um, you'd think August, September is most likely and it'll probably mm. take place at a venue in front of a limited crowd, you would think, um, given we're not going to have full crowds back by that time. But there are some, you know, aggressive things being done with regards to um, setting uh, dates for, for crowds by the NRL in particular. So um, we sort of have to wait and see what happens with all of that as to where boxing ends up. But that's what they're looking at uh, two weeks from now. They're going to sit down and see where it's all at and, and, and find something to forecast towards. Mm. Well, there's only like 450 something active cases in Australia now. Like we've certainly um, got on the head of it. Certainly, like yeah, we're 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 on the way back down to normal. Um, you would hope that they can keep a lid on that, and we can just get on with life. But, yeah, um, yeah. The obvious thing that's yeah. going to cause disruption is for there is a well, there probably will be some sort of um, spike in cases spike. now that everyone is interacting again. That's what they're saying. So then that has to be managed. But um, yeah, regardless of, of all of that, the um, the the reopening of uh, public events is going to be slow. So they just have to work within those parameters. But they are mm. committed um, to at least making this fight happen uh, sometime this year. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like changing so form. Spoken to. Like, we might Sorry. be able to have big crowds, you know, within three or four months. Who knows? Mm, maybe. Who knows? It may, if it keeps going the way it is, but um, yeah, just depends on if there's a spike or whatever. That's see, that's a stupid thing about this whole scenario. Like, no one, no one knows. There's not enough. No one knows enough about the virus. It just there's so much misinformation out there, and who knows? But um, I would imagine that uh, the powers that be will get it right. I'm not. Yeah. Who are we to even talk about that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've spoken. I've spoken to my promoter, um, Lyndon Hosking, a few times, and there's no no real idea of when we'll be back yet. I haven't spoken to Dean. Um, I might even give Dean a buzz um, shortly, just to touch base and say good day. He'd love to hear from I'd, you. Um, yeah. That's for sure. He misses your voice. Of course he would, mate. Yeah. Of course he would. No. Um, but, um, yeah. There's there's been no real discussion about other televised shows. I think uh, in all likelihood, um, the Parker fight, um, and then domestically, uh, Horn Zoo will be the sort of starting points for televised boxing here. Um, yeah. You know, the 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 NBS is so important to uh, Australian boxing. So we we uh, hope that that gets back and and continues on. Um, and then there's other shows uh, going on around the place. I see there's a show in Toowoomba in um, – is it in June? Um, June – and then there's some other ones in July, I think, June, July. Or maybe it's in yeah. July, the Toowoomba show, is it? Nice. They're televised or – well, they yeah. be streamed, aren't they? Not televised. I don't know about a stream, but not, not televised, no. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, hopefully there's something for us to check it out on. But um, – yeah, I mate, I'd be keen as like I'm in good enough shape now that if I was given a, a rough date and if Dean said, Look, yeah, we think we can get you a fight in September, um, yeah, I'd gladly put the tools down and um if I had if I had a promise of a fight, I'd gladly put the tools down and go straight back to work in the boxing gym. Um, I'd love to be on that September show. If well, I'm saying that September show, if and when it all eventuates. So I just yeah, just want to get back in there like everyone, I suppose. I'm just lucky that I'm with with the company who's doing things. So we shall see. I'll give Big Dino a buzz and see what's happening. But you mentioned like the importance of the NBS coming back as well, but um, to what extent is the Horn Zoo fight for the domestic scene? Like, how important is it to get that fight over the line and make sure it still happens in a timely manner? Yeah, well, that's the thing. We need boxing to come back in a big way so that all of those who are invested in the process and have been invested in recent years um, see the benefits of it and see how good it can be and see how well supported it can be. Um, so I, I think that fight is maybe the most important fight in well, maybe the most important fight in the history of Australian boxing, that the Horn v Zoo is a major fight <laughs> and it is a major success because we really need um, in terms of us who are passionate about Australian boxing, we need that to to do a lot of things for us. We need a lot of people to uh, have their belief renewed in Australian boxing and um, in investing in the process of it because, um, yeah, it's a, a really tricky time for people on every level at the moment. Um, and sports like boxing can sort of slip away a little bit while there's focus on the return of the NRLs and AFLs and the like. So, um, yeah, we, we're... We're all in on that one. You've you've hit the nail on the head. This this possibly like this is the most important fight, important show in Australian boxing history. We only just got boxing back on live TV, and then just the world's been sat on its ass by coronavirus. Like we, yeah, we this this show needs to happen. It needs to be big. It needs to, and I have no doubt it will get the eyes on it, but. It just seemed that Australian boxing had just sort of had some life mm. breathe back into it. Oh yeah. Um, and there's just the talents there, and we finally had TV, and the production of National Boxing Series was awesome. Like it's, it's just so exciting. So yeah, this 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 is so important. This card and, and getting it getting it getting it over the line, and hopefully getting a decent um, a decent undercard and just a big spectacle and just breathe a little bit of life back into boxing and hopefully National Boxing Series um, comes back on board and everything's full steam ahead again. Yep. Ben, you mentioned yeah, the team, 
Team Zoo were really keen to get this fight happening soon. Have you spoken yep. to the Horn side at all? Yeah, well, they were um, th- like Jeff Horn. He's keen um, whenever it can happen. He just wants to have. Um, I think he said to me, "Was it eight weeks? As long as he's got eight weeks, um, he's he's happy." I think that was the number. Um, but yeah, it's been you know a, a bit of to and fro between the two parties. Going, oh, do we look at doing one behind closed doors as soon as we can, and then signing a deal that there's a rematch um, in, in a stadium once we can do that? Do we look at this scenario or that scenario? But through it all. Um, Tim and his side have pretty much gone, nah, let's just do it as soon as we can. We want to get this fight done. Um, and yes. then we want Tim to move on to, to something bigger and better. Their, their assumption yeah. being that he's going to win the fight. Um, yeah. the, 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 the Lonigan Horn side, they're very confident they win the fight too. Um, but probably because of where Jeff is in his career, um, having, you know, established himself as a world champion and a superstar, they're a bit more comfortable with like, oh, we'll just see where it plays. Let's just um, see what the best scenario is. We don't want to do it behind closed doors. If, you know, the government's going to make an announcement the day after that and say, oh, you're allowed to have venues again and they we could have missed out on having you know 25,000 or 30,000 people at this event and, and, and lost that money so um, I think just because of where they're at at the moment there's that you know different energy the different urgency but they uh, both certainly want that fight. That's the hard part with our sport too we still we really like the TV money is is there like with a with a pay-per-view that 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 card will be fine like there's a standalone pay-per-view card but our sport we for all of our other cards, we need live gates in order to um, in order to put these shows in, in order to make these fights happen. And, um, so that's that's a hard part. Like with the AFL and the NRL, uh, like they they should be fine when they they get up and going again with the TV and the the money that's involved there. But uh, we, we need the live gates, so I can understand why they're wanting to hang back. And if you miss out on that sort of money, even though. As a standalone pay-per-view, I think Zoo versus Horn will do just fine. But we just yeah, we need live gates with Australian boxing. We need people to come out and watch the fights mm. as well as TV. That's why it makes it harder. Yep. Yeah. Is there any scenario Ben prohibits this fight from happening? Um, Is that, I, that possible? Yeah. Well, it, it's obviously possible. You know, there's so many things that can happen in boxing. Um, you know, we could have an injury to one or the other, and they could uh, then be given an in-between fight, and the the fight doesn't happen. Or, or there there are ways that this fight doesn't happen. But at the moment, they're both that's both sides are committed to making the fight happen, and they see the importance of it. Um, and they're obviously people who are invested heavily in the sport as well. Um, the No Limit and DNL events camps and every everyone else around um, Tim Zoo and Jeff Horn. So they're um, working towards making this fight happen and making it work um, in, in a financial sense for both of them as well. So um, there are scenarios whereby it doesn't happen, but I think in a couple of weeks when they do meet and uh, chat through all the details, we'll find that it is going to happen and it's going to be um, the comeback for Australian boxing, essentially. It's going to be the fight that um, will we'll attempt to, to breathe uh, new life, to re-energise the, the sport because, uh, as Jade mentioned, gee, we're in such a good spot. Um, just before all of this, everything was rolling along perfectly. Uh, the little hiccup with... Jade losing his fight to Isfan Zilli um, was not ideal for him or Disputed. for anyone else who, who um, supports him, but um, disputedly. Oh, yeah. But the um, but the, where we were at in terms of live boxing and the capacity to build fighters um, on TV, uh, the emergence of um, maybe the next superstar of Australian boxing and Liam Wilson um, on that card, uh, Brock Jarvis about to return on a Big Show as well, Jaya Pattaya thereabouts, and all of the others, um, and, and you know the Maloneys and and the like. Um, yeah, it it was so well poised, um, and we need this to succeed to um, to to get us all back there. And and I think that you know there's a lot of goodwill from everyone involved to, towards making that. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully it does happen. Hopefully we get an answer. Or yeah, it has get, to happen. More of a clear indication of where the NBS. And how about how mm. about Jeff Horn, man? Yeah. Like, how much Australian boxing owes that guy? Like, you breathe life back into it by beating Pac-Man, and now mm. here we are again. <laughs> we're on our knees, and we're 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 ready for Jeff to pull us out <laughs> the shit again. So, yeah, 
Shout out to Tom, new legend. Well, I'm happy to have him doing it for us. Uh, there's not many you'd swap him for. Um, I'll take him. If we're in the trenches and we need someone to to produce oh, that big right hand for us, see, I, round um, nine style. Oh, round nine. Um, I yeah, I um, I just can't believe the hate that he still cops online. It's just ridiculous. Like he's going to breathe life into Australian boxing, and with with the help of Tim Zoo, <laughs> of course. But um, yeah, what a legend. It's you just got to give it up to Jeff Horn. He's bringing us back again. Yep. Did you um did you rewatch the Horns of Rafa um two fights during the lockdown yeah. period? We got, we popped them on Man, um, Fox during fight Such week. Awesome, awesome fights. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So like it's this. Oh god, the second yeah. fight. Crazy. So much, so much drama in that, and be interesting to see what's next for Zarafa, where he goes. There's, I know there's a talk of the of the chalk fight and stuff, but um even like yeah. Zarafa man, like you've got to, you got to love watching Zarafa fight too. Like just the fact that, the fact that he got up after Jeff just totally just put that right hand through yeah. his jaw, like <laughs> the pretty boy. It's a tough, tough oh, man, yeah. Michael Zarafa. So shout yeah. out to the pretty boy. Too. Yeah, but, um, he is. Yeah, a lot of talk as you mentioned about Michael Zarafa, Anthony Mundine. Um, it's one that was sort of had discussed for a long time now um uh it's been delayed i would have thought with coronavirus have you spoken to anyone jade i i've had a couple of people call me about it but i haven't really chased what's going on is is that fight are they going to sign for that fight i've honestly barely even yeah no of course they will of course they will but i barely even spoke to mick about that fight really like i sparred with him Mm. a couple of times in the lead up to um to zilly when the old body would allow me to but um, yep. yeah, we we sort of hardly spoke about it. He said, "Look, it looks like this is going to happen." But um, yeah, and I haven't actually. I should probably give give Mick a buzz. I haven't spoken to him in a while. We messaged the other day, but yeah, I haven't I haven't I haven't talked to Mick much at all lately. Hmm. But what what else is there out there? There was so much talk of it, and they they've they started uh, back and forth together. I don't know if I don't. Do do you think there's do you think there'll be much of an audience for that? I think more so now. Um, there's, there's, we're starved for boxing. Yeah, I think Corona's definitely changed that a bit. Yeah, I think. I yeah. Think well, I don't know. Yeah, like, where do they do it? I don't. Like, what? Yeah, I, I don't true, see true. it being picked up from a broadcaster. That yeah. is the. That's the problem. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you sort of make the money back on the fight. That, that would cool be the issue. Yeah. Like, I know that's not likely to happen, but you're like on a big good to see on the to horns undercard. undercard yeah. As like a co-main event or something. Yeah. It would be really cool to see. And- yeah. I think there'll be a fair bit of opposition to that fight as well. If it is announced, um, yeah. Anthony just turned 45. Um, he's, taken a fair bit of punishment uh, in recent years. He's retired a few times. He retired again after the John Wayne Parr loss. And um, while it was a gutsy performance, it wasn't his best. So no. um, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. It, it'd be it'd be a tricky one to to be in the audience of um, liking Anthony like I do and having supported his you know career and been uh, around Mate. it for so long. Um, I don't think I want to see him going in with, with Michael Zarafa after no. seeing what Michael Zarafa can do with a, a wounded Jeff Horn at times. Um, I do have a, a fair bit of concern about um, seeing Anthony go in a, against him if that were to happen. Mick is a young, hungry killer. Like, he, he really is. And it was, it was such a bitter pill. It was, it was weird watching um, someone like Chalk and I, I was I was in camp with John Wayne Parr. Did a bit of sparring with him in the lead up to that fight. And um, to watch someone like Chuck um, get beat up, sitting back on the ropes by by John Wayne Parr it was I don't know. It's kind of of course I was probably as for mine. I'll say it again. Like celebration, of two legends. Like I, I loved watching it. Um, I love John Wayne Parr and I love Chuck. But it was just I don't know. It was just it was really hard to watch Chuck just sit there and not fire off the shots that he that he that we've seen him do in the past. And it was great to see John Wayne Parr get that win in front of his home crowd in his last ever boxing fight. But um, 
Yeah, I just Zarafa Zarafa doesn't matter who Zarafa's fight next, I'll be watching Zarafa fight. So whether it's Chalk or not, but I don't I don't particularly like Chalk fighting Zarafa. But yeah. I uh I'll choose. Where, where else could he go, Zarafa now though? Anywhere, mate. He's world, Where else he's, can Zarafa go? Anywhere he wants. He's world ranked. Um yeah, there's massive fights for him. Though. Obviously it's difficult in this lockdown period because yeah, he's like I beg your pardon, mate. You're whispering to us again, Mickey. Sorry. Uh, like, in terms of domestic fights for Zarafa, what what options are there, would you say? There, there are travel restrictions um, now. He might be world-ranked, but he can't really travel. Middleweight, there's Eamon Carlos. I, I, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, there was a, a little fight. bit of back and forth with my other mate, Ben Marnie. Um, oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know who Ben Marnie is, it's Ben Mahoney. That's how his name should be pronounced. But there's talk talk of that. There's there's mate, it's there's pretty there's a depth of talent in the um, junior middleweight and and middles in Australia. There are fights. Yeah, there. there is. There's just where they where I feel Zaraf is the man, but he might see them as a step back. Zaraf is the man, but there's with nothing else on yeah. the table. Why not? Why not take these fights? I yeah. I'm I'm sort of lucky. There's there's a few domestic fights that are there for me um, in the super middleweight division. But it'll be interesting to see um, to see what happens and what opportunities lie lie ahead for all the guys who everyone wants to see fight each other in across all the weight divisions because we don't have many options at the moment. So there's no reason why Zarafa couldn't face one of these other guys. Yeah. That brings us to the end of. Today, it's the end of the episode. Well, it was lovely um, chatting with you fellas today. It really was. I've missed this. I've missed the slickness. <laughs> it's a smooth, yeah. smooth operation we're running here. It's great. That was nice. It was lovely that I didn't. Um, I felt I felt you went easy on me today, Ben. So thank you very much, mate. It was nice to ease back into it. He's just rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it would be good. You know, everyone's under a lot of stress. It can be nice to be kind to each other yeah. on occasion. It's not a sign of weakness. No. But next time I'll fucking smash you. <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it. <laughs> I know. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Mickey. Likewise, Ben. Jade. Right. Talk to yep. you. Likewise, Mickey. I'll see you later, lads. Right. See ya. <laughs>